Uh, hello. Uh, I'm, I'm playing video games again and uh, playing my music. I'm on a Twitch stream right now. That's how live that I get. I get extremely live in the paint. In the paint basically every day. As I talk to you, I'm talking to my microphone, which I'm recording just for the audio podcast and the Twitch stream. Um, I do both of those because I get really live in the paint, um, live in two, in multiple ways at once, but this is the Currency Podcast, this is episode number 92, um, we're just, (laughs) we're just having a blast in life, um, uh, all of us involved, myself included, but this is the Currency Podcast, so I will, right, I'm playing Fall Guys, I'm not playing, um, Rocket League. But I'll talk about currency during the course of this next hour uh, for this podcast episode slash Twitch stream, and we'll see how it goes. Um, and uh, so I'll talk about currency in case you are a true friend of the program. You know that my name used to be S. My Cochran, but I changed it recently, and now it is Get Doxed 5, but Get Doxed has three X's. Um, so pretty much I'm playing Fall Guys on the stream, and I'm actually playing it right now. Fall Guys is like an elimination kind of game. It's like, it's elimination like Fortnite is, but it's not really like Fortnite in any other way. It's kind of like a wipeout type game where it's obstacle courses, but you would have you just have to watch it in case you haven't seen it. But it's kind of becoming more popular recently. I, I've been watching some people playing it on Twitch and figured... Figured it would be fun for me to do it. Let me skip that song there. And get to this more emotional one. And I'm testing out how different the uh, volumes I'm allowed to use for music and for whatever gets copyrighted or not. But um, in lieu of being too serious, let's talk about currency, which is a. Oh, I got disconnected from the server. That has never happened to me before while playing Fall Guys, but that gives me an opportunity to jump into whatever topic that I was going to say. Um, the music's too loud. And I'm not distracted at all. I'm not a distracted person, but I guess there's no set thing that I need to say besides that. Um, uh, I'm excited to to do this live stream and podcast. And so without further introduction, here's here's the show or the words that I or the words that would constitute a show of some kind. Um, pretty much currency is pretty whack when you consider it. If all fails, at least another, yeah. Gotta struggle, no more, no more, yeah. Yeah, it won't fail, cause I seen another, yeah. God gonna redirect it. It's my life, I'm gonna direct it. If all fails, at least we have each other. If all fails, at least we live another. If all fails, at least we ain't got struggle. No more, no more. Yeah. Got my brothers. Yeah. It won't all fail, cause I seen another. Anyway. 
So currency is pretty crazy because it's kind of like the more popular it is. It's like the more exchanged that a currency is, is the more popular that it is. And that's an interesting principle in and of itself because the United States currency is actually adopted in um, a number of other countries besides the U United States because it's so because it's so useful um, like Zimbabwe it's the national currency of Zimbabwe for example f f for example it's the national currency of Zimbabwe and Ecuador and a few other countries where they're like um, so I'm playing Fall Guys while I'm playing this Fall Guys is an elimination obstacle course game and um, so there's a number of countries that adopt the U.S. currency as the national currency. And they didn't have to do that, but it's because the the U.S. currency is like the most popular across the entire world already. Um, and what's interesting about that is that it's kind of the most popular just because it's the most exchanged. Bro, you're fucking and then my... Um, what the fuck? Stay up for this. My microphone turned off on my headset just to make things even more difficult. But it's kind of like the thing that gets exchanged the most. Oh, I qualified. Sick. I qualified for the second round. The currency that gets exchanged the most is is the most popular, but what's interesting about that is just that exchange happens only at a visible kind of level. Um, like, exchange is important because of um, whenever something is exchanged, that's it's recorded, like on a receipt or a transaction. Like, the moment of transaction is the moment of record, but we keep records of them because they are important moments anytime something is exchanged. Um, anytime something exchanged, that's an important moment. That's why we have receipts for all of those things. That's why with cryptocurrency, they're like, we have this, we have this ledger that keeps track of every single transaction that's ever happened. That's because transactions need to be kept track of because the moment of exchange is an important moment. It's really like, it's, it's a kind of moment that surfaces where other moments don't because other moments aren't as valuable or aren't as interesting, but... That's what's that's something that's interesting about the word interesting um, is that it speaks to things that have interest or um, that are appreciating in value basically and so there's moments that are more interesting than other ones and those ones I would say ultimately are you're speaking to their ability to uh, redeem redeem themselves through money or something like that. Uh, now I'm playing the game again, so I'm getting distracted. Uh, but, like, interesting moments are the moments that, that surface, but, like, a transaction is an interesting moment, and what goes along with that is that, you see, it has to be recorded, um, because some, some moments are more interesting than other ones. But it's kind of like, don't don't get interesting confused with good, because those are two different things. And let me give you an example of something that is interesting but isn't good, and that is this podcast. But besides that, 
Uh, like, this podcast, is it good? Eh. It's interesting, maybe, I think is a good description. Another example for you is the city of Columbus, Ohio. Nothing that happens in Columbus, Ohio is good. Nothing that anybody puts on is good. Have you been to Jenny's Ice Cream? Jenny's Ice Creams? Jenny's Ice Cream is um, some bullshit that, I mean, it's not it's not that bad. I, I don't mind Jenny's Ice Cream, but obviously it's like overrated because they don't give you a ton of ice cream, but it's kind of like the portion control is what is attractive to people about it. It's because they reined it in and made it a bit more European rather than that we're like overindulgent Americans. Jenny's Ice Cream is like, well, you only need this much good ice cream. So it's a bit more like a, a bistro or something. Was fancier. Oh, I've never played this one before, so now I have to learn. Great, I'll just watch what everybody else is fucking doing. I have no idea what's happening. I made it to round three by not paying attention. That's maybe how I made it. It was weird, because I actually win some Rocket League games by not paying attention. Oh, I'm supposed to grab a foxtail. That's somebody else, one of these other contestants I'm participating against has. So you play this elimination type game live with a bunch of other real real players in the world, the way that online video games work, you know, in case you've ever run into that kind of thing before, that there's online video games. Did you know that people played online and then their video games are able to, like, um, merge with everybody else's across the world? But it's like Fortnite, where it's an online elimination, but it's obstacle courses. It's not It's not a game that is like Fortnite, there's no shooting. But, um... Let me see what I need to do. I, need, I think I just need to grab a tail at the point that time is, has run out. Um... But... So, so what was I saying? Like, Columbus is interesting, but... It's like if you go to the restaurants, the they don't give you food that's overly great tasting or that they give you a lot of it. It's like every restaurant gives you a small amount of food that's kind of all right, but everybody likes that. Also, like, I'm just talking, I'm just riffing about how nothing in Columbus is good. It doesn't make me hate the city because it's kind of like what they try to do is be interesting, but interesting is different from good because... Um, Interesting is different from good because interesting is more in motion, the same way that exchange is in motion. Um, am I still in, the, in this? No, there's no possible way because I didn't grab one tail. So I'm going to start a new game. Unless I'm in this one and I don't even know it. There's no way that I am. Let me make sure I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. But things that are interesting are, are kind of like money, and money is more in motion, but it's like the moments of transaction do need to be recorded. Because moments of transaction are what surface, but this points to the fact that the currencies in the world, like national currencies or cryptocurrencies, any currency that's competing with another one, um, those currencies... Let me, let me skip this song here. It's not the greatest... That that's just like one of those workout songs where they amped up the Skrillex. In case you got to hear any of that past song, 
That past song is the uh, new iteration of Skrillex music. I mean, dubstep. It's all, just call it Skrillex. That's the new Skrillex, is that song. They they revamped it for 2022. I mean, it's always kind of coming back in different iterations that all sound similar to the original. But I feel like they're actually headed in the right direction with that past one that you heard, in case you heard the good part of it, don't really know. The song is called Caring is Creepy by The Shins. Uh, the Shins... The Shins don't get enough credit for what they were able to do for some reason. They came out around the same time as... Like, they started... Uh, made, releasing albums about the same time as Death Cab for Cutie. And uh, Death Cab for Cutie is more prolific, but I feel like The Shins are actually more... Uh, hipster turned popular like they're more what a hipster would aim to be but most of the time can't actually achieve. Death Cab for Cutie is mostly just hipster uh, Shin, The Shins is like indie rock that is uh, straight popular uh, I mean at least they that's what they were aiming for, the kind of music they made, but you only aim to make popular music if you are naturally more popular you're, I mean like if you're Death Cab for Cutie you're just kind of like naturally only hipster, but um, in any way, oh, this part's hard and I fucked it up, of course, but I still have time. It's fun to watch me do this, believe me. So feel free to tune into the video portion because it's fun to watch, because you, because you received my word. I gave you my word that it's fun to watch. Uh, I was watching people play it on TikTok and I was like, I could watch them play it all day. And so that just makes me want to get a TikTok and play, play this fucking game or play any game. But this podcast, by the way, is not uh, is not done yet. I will be I'm closing it out. I've got some episodes left, but I do want to explore the possibility of making this podcast go live. And by that I mean host it in front of a live audience. Which, if you are a major consistent friend of the program, you might. You might have heard me uh, mention or threaten this kind of thing before, but I feel like uh, I'm going to, or I'm headed in the right direction to maybe make that, or like I have an idea of how that might work now, uh, and trying to put the pieces together to make that happen. And like, what I what I would um, ideally do is end this podcast by the last however many like ten episodes of it are just like some specially hosted live event at a bar if I can get a bar to host me. Um, I mean, the things I say are controversial sometimes, though, so I'd be a little worried about them uh, being on board with my messages in life um, and uh, my overall personality. But, I mean, as as, uh, as long as we remain joyful and enthusiastic, nothing will go wrong. Um, I wonder when this broadcast started. Oh, like 15 minutes ago? That's because I looked over at my recorder, which always keeps the time, and then always lets me know. Um, but it's important that the moment of an exchange... So, like, my headset just turns off for no fucking reason all the time. Um, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's like, uh, out of, almost out of energy. Like, if I don't press any buttons on it, it gets upset that I didn't give it attention something. Oh, good. Now the game is glitching, and I'm going to fall off the map. Um, 
Yes, but I'm very consistently happy and I'm never miserable. And, um, but I do work for the federal government, okay? And that is another thing that I'm mentioning to you today, which I haven't mentioned on this podcast. I work for the Department of Defense, and they have a lot to say in the area of currency because, uh, generally speaking, the United States government is responsible. The United States government is something like the most current entity in the entire world because, um, literally, because their existence spawns the most popular currency in the world, the United States currency, the U.S. dollar. And the U.S. dollar is like the product, uh, oh fucking god. Sorry about that, I said that word and I'm not supposed to say that live because people will get upset, but, um, that particular swear people would might, might get upset about, but, um, I work for the U.S. government and they... Their existence spawns the United States currency, which is the reserve currency. It's the most popular currency in the world. And what that means, um, as far as I can tell, and this is like a significant point that I'm trying to make, which is that since it is the reserve currency and it is the most popular, that means it's the most exchanged currency in the world, but basically the most exchanged thing in the world. And um, that is to say that popularity popularity implies exchange. Even if you're a popular person, um, that's somebody who exchanges the most with other people, exchanges words in order to arrive at that status of popularity. But uh, popularity and visibility. The song is called My Shit by A Boogie With The Hoodie. And um, I did want to I did want to um, speak about my life here today, and that's why I told you about that I work for the federal government. I mean, um, or for the federal government, they the U.S. dollar is very popular currency. But it, I'm saying that what's interesting is that popularity means exchange. And if you're like the most exchanged thing in the world, um, that speaks to your visibility. But like the visibility of it, of an exchange is like, uh, exchanges are always important because they're always recorded and they're always visible. And so the United States government is responsible for the most important currency in the world and the most exchanged currency in the world, but like I'm talking about how um, I'm just talking about currency, but I work for the work for the federal government and the inside of that place is really boring and really bland and it's interesting that currency is a word for a constant motion and from what I see from the within of the United States government is that it's pretty stagnant and um, these, these are just things I'm saying I'm just saying some things um, it's really stagnant in there, and so that's weird. That's weird that that's what happens on the within of the thing that produces like the most current um, currency in the world. But 
the point I'm making about currency is that is a is a bigger point if you'll just bear with me about how everything in the world is currency right and um, I wish that I could be like the cool kids yeah yeah maybe it does apply to my life maybe maybe a bit too much you know but uh, that's like you want to be like the cool kids um, if you're always interested in talking about popularity probably but the point I'm making about currency is about how everything in the world can be exchanged and is currency like vacuum cleaners or Xboxes or blenders or anything they are currency but the thing is that we could actually we could actually exchange all of those things the same way that we exchange the U.S. dollar, it's just that the U.S. dollar is like the, the medium of exchange that we want everything to be transferred into just as a default, but like as long as we're in America, like as long as America is the world, but um, it's kind of like you can, um, you can exchange U.S. dollars into anything that you want in the country, like you can go and buy them. Okay, I have to avoid fake tiles. This one's easy to do mindlessly, maybe. I just have to follow everybody else. But, um, oh no, I'm already out of this game. This game tricks me because when I'm out, it keeps playing the same game of elimination until somebody is left, but it just is showing everybody else who's playing. So sometimes I think I won, and I'm like just playing as the as the person that I'm shadowing. But pretty much what I'm saying is that every everything in the world is currency. But like we could make it so that T-shirts or shirts were the thing that we exchange the same way we exchange dollars. If we just put the focus on that as like that's going to be the medium of exchange that we use as the default is shirts that are five dollars. $10, $100, like if we exchanged that for everything, like for example, you give somebody two $100 shirts and then you buy like a something that's $200, I don't really know. Let's say you go to Best Buy, you give them like a $100 shirt and everybody's exchanging shirts and then with that you get to buy a headset for to play video games with. And then you go back to Best Buy later and exchange it back and they're like, here's the $100 shirt back. Like if that's how we use money, like paper money was actually shirts. We could potentially do that. It's just like we could do that with any currency. It's just that we do that with dollars. We do that with dollars because it's convenient, but you could actually do that with any one object. And if you did it with t-shirts, then you would have something that you could use. Or shirts. You would have something that you could use in the meantime when you aren't spending it. So it's kind of weird that the currency that we use as the default, like the one that everybody's going to have on hand, is paper. And paper is... Um, Paper is something you can't use for anything, so everybody just kind of keeps it around. Like a t-shirt, while not using it, you could actually wear it, but the point that I'm making is that I'm just talking about how all currencies are, are, this, are, 
like everything is a currency, it's a medium of exchange. It's just that the US dollar is the one that ends up as the default because it is the most popularly exchanged thing. Um, this is a MGK song, please don't, please don't head for the hills. Um, the thing about MGK is that well, people that hate him are just not, they're not considering what he did. The last two albums that he made were both number one, and so what are you going to tell me? Uh, MGK made an album, his most previous album was called Mainstream Sellout, and um, so the point I'm making about the shirts obviously sounds stupid on the surface, but I'm just pointing to the, I'm pointing to, um, I'm just worried that people will be impatient and not let me get to the bottom of the point or something like that. It's, it's an irrational fear since I've already done so many of these that lasted a whole hour that it took me like half an hour to talk about anything that I was trying to talk about or whatever. Like, this has happened before and I'm so worried. Um, hey, what it's worth. Drug dealer girl. Drug dealer girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a good song and, um, MGK made an album called Mainstream Sellout, and it went to number one. So basically, the only uh, the only kind of person that does something like that is Michael Jordan, somebody who's that concerned with winning. You you label an album Mainstream Sellout, and then you do exactly what the album says. The only way that you do that is by going number one, and he went number one in reality. He paid it off when he when this just started as like an artistic vision. We're all just pawns in MGK's game. Like, he basically won at the game of music. He's like, well, I'll tell everybody I'm gonna go as popular as possible, and then I'll also come through with the truth of that by going number one. And what, what are the, what's the response is nothing but being savaged by critics and hate for his work. Uh, that the world is completely upside down bullshit. Um, eh. Great, my Twitch stream cut out. Um, whatever. That doesn't matter. I'll just keep going with the audio. Because I'm not starting this over. I, it might just have something to do with that. My headset was running out of juice. And then once that cut out, then the Twitch stream did. But you'll get to watch half an hour of me playing this game anyway. I, maybe I'll keep playing it. The song is called Cloud Nine by Beach Bunny. My dad recommended this song to me. I guess because he's just particularly trendy sometimes. When he loves me, I come floating. Like somebody, even when he. Um, it'll be easier to talk actually with my ears not muffled, probably, because with those muffled, it makes me feel like spazzing out a little bit. There are a lot of things that make me feel like spazzing out. Um, plenty, plenty of things. But I, I work for the federal government, and they, it's a pretty soulless environment on the inside of it. And what's interesting is. I mean, it's probably like that, but what's interesting is how stagnant the inside of it is. But it's like the appearance 
of um, it's it's an appearance that like everybody puts faith in the American government to be really strong and as a result of that they perceive the US dollar to be really strong and um, it becomes the strongest currency in the world just because of perception but um, it's kind of weird how the rate of exchange of the dollar because it's like moving the most people are giving it to each other in different ways the most it's weird how the rate of exchange of it dictates something about the perception and then in turn the perception dictates that the exchange rate will continue to go up it's kind of like a it's a cycle the way that i mean it's like a circular reasoning kind of thing but i guess the point i'm making about the u.s government is that the inside of it is stagnant where you can't see it but then like the physical outward appearance of strength is is the thing that gives the entire world the perception like uh that causes them to put faith in the u.s currency causes global banks and global uh governments around the world that have the u.s dollar on hand the most is because of uh perception they have of the United States, but it's kind of like something, a perception they gain just by looking at the U.S. rather than seeing what's going going on behind the scenes. And um, so this appearance that they see, the appearance of strength is what causes the United States to be so current, but it's like, I would say, of course that's the case because they're um, a point I've been making recently and I'm kind of exploring the extent to which it's true is that winners are concerned with appearances. Part of how you know that that's true is that like winning always involves looking the part, but the United States is, produces the winner currency. Uh, the most exchanged one makes it the winner, but that's because the rest of the world looks at the appearance of the United States and they perceive them to be number one. And so since America has mastered appearances better than any other country, but it's like, the appearance is the only thing that America needs to produce the strongest currency. But maybe, maybe that's what anybody, that's the thing that you want to do the most. Like maybe America is the best at giving an appearance of strength to the rest of the world, whether or not that's true. But maybe in order to have that appearance, you have to sell out um, internally or like sell out for what your actual personality is like maybe somebody who is a really popular person in real life is like popular people are superficial like that or it's like they kind of maybe have nothing going on in their head uh or less going on in their head than another person who um doesn't sell out for an appearance but maybe like the more you sell out for an appearance is the more that internally there will be less going on and um selling out for an appearance you'll like if you do that the best you'll be rewarded with like the highest popularity and um maybe like having the best appearance also means having the worst like internal thing but or or i mean not that you couldn't have both not that you couldn't be really great inside and out but maybe it's just that like a lot of times when you become a winner you have to give up you have to give up something internally like you have to sell out in some other way but like 
what I'm trying to work out is just how stagnant I work for the Department of Defense. So that's a specific branch of the government. What I'm trying to work out is how stagnant the inside of the place I work is, that's like the inside of a government building, and how um, sterilized it looks, sterilized like infertile, like the place I work looks like a sanitarium or just kind of like a mystery factory where there are no specific or identifiable decorations on the inside. Everything is vague, everything is gray, nothing is colorful and like it's kind of the result of some lack of personality but maybe that's what comes with the territory of producing the most active currency in the world, the currency that's exchanged the most, but it's like what America produces can be summarized in um, that they produce a lot in the realm of appearances because what they produce is a dollar that surfaces the most everywhere in the world. That's the mark of... That's what's true because it's being exchanged. And only at the... Like, once it's exchanged, then there's this recorded moment. The song is called Shooter. I'm not really in my element, so... I don't know. I don't know any of the words of this song. Shoot up by Playboy Cardi. But I do like this song a lot. Um, but it's just kind of like the exchange rate. The point I'm making, though, is that how, like, everything is a currency. And it's just that we don't exchange everything in shirts because there's it's more difficult to maybe I mean it's more difficult to convert everything into shirts than it would be to convert everything into paper but like the inside of a Walmart kind of allows you this environment where you can um, you can exchange any currency for any other currency or any object for any other object through dollars. Obviously, the the default there, the medium of exchange you end up using is always dollars, but like, you can return any item and exchange it for dollars that you can buy within, within Walmart. Like, Walmart is this environment with a myriad, a variety of objects that you get to use as currency within Walmart, but like the entire world is kind of like that for the for the collection of national currencies, where it's like you can, um, each national currency is like equivalent to one, one object that you would be um, saying as a currency. But, the point I'm making is one about liquidity, which is that if you have a if you have a currency that's more liquid, like the U.S. dollar, son of a fuck, I'm still playing this game, and I was very well on my way to qualifying, and then I got fucked. Superman, I don't know the words, but I know the sounds, and then I, I replicate the sounds. 
But now that I'm not focusing on this game, I can focus, so maybe I'll just not focus on this game at all. But no, now I'm in the middle of one, and I'm like down to the bottom 14. So I'll give you the play-by-play, -play. I might actually win. It starts with 60, and then it goes to, goes to one, tries to eliminate to one. But I'm talking about how, um, really belaboring this point. Liquidity with the US dollar is such that like if you're a currency like whatever the national currency of Chile is um, so that's like really specific to Chile but it's like everybody in Chile is exchanging in the Chilean currency and when you go over to like Paris for example you actually have to exchange US dollars into euros but or and if you go to Britain you have to exchange US dollars into pounds like within England I mean England as far as I know they're all exchanging in pounds and so like in that environment you cross over into that territory and everything is in this completely different currency but it's kind of like that is the world but with cryptocurrency for example that's a currency that goes global and so an immediate value of cryptocurrency that you'd recognize is for like people who travel a lot if you have Bitcoin you could potentially use that anywhere even though currently you can't buy anything with Bitcoin, and so that's why it's like, should anybody, should you really be buying it until it manifests itself in, like, actually more viable ways? Like, maybe it's still not yet a good time to buy it. But, like, um, it would be valuable for people who traveled a lot, but it's kind of like, who cares? Who cares otherwise, like Bitcoin versus the US dollar within America, like the US dollar within America is already global, but just for the, if the world was only extended to the borders of America. But it's like that in every country, like the system of currency as it stands now is already pretty functional. And so um, it's like the only way you'd see cryptocurrency to be valuable is if you're like somebody who travels a lot, and then it'd be, um, okay, now I'm out. But the point I'm making is that if you're like the currency of Chile, then you are a more stagnant currency than the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is more liquid, but it's like a currency that is not ex that is um, like Chile's currency that the rest of the world doesn't perceive to be very strong. So the rest of the world doesn't hold on to it in its banks. Um, if that's the case, what you have is a currency that acts more like T-shirts than a currency that is paper money. Um, the way that t-shirts are kind of stagnant, they aren't liquid, like the reason we don't use t-shirts to exchange and everything is because they are, I mean, if it just became the, it's just that money is all based on perception that the US dollar is a really strong dollar according to the world, it's just perception, and it, it could be the case that we ended up living in a world where the perception was that t-shirts, or like shirts, is, is what everybody exchanges in. And I'm, I'm just making the point that, no, like, paper money doesn't have to be better than anything else. Like, really, like, literally. Even, like, it might be easier to hold on to paper, and that's probably why we ended up with paper. But it's like, you could, you could make shirts work if the world decided, like, in some religious sense that shirts were really important or something. Um, but I'm saying that, Chile's currency is not active in the world as much as the US dollar is not exchanged as much. Um, and it's more, so it's more stuck in the same place rather than that it's moving everywhere. But it's like the, um, 
that's how you liken something that you buy to a full-blown currency for a nation is that there's a hierarchy of currencies. Uh, I mean, there's a hierarchy for the national currencies that exist. I didn't think I'd go through my songs as quickly. This is another song by The Shins. Looks like I'll have to go to another playlist and play some songs from some other playlists that I made sometime in the past. And that's the only thing that I can do. I made this album called Best Era of Pop. Let's see what we got. Show us what you got now. What the hell by the by the artist that is no longer alive but that was replaced by a doppelganger more than a decade ago. I hope that you know about that myth. That Avril Lavigne was replaced by a doppelganger. That's like the best one because she could never refute it. Like, she could be like, no, this is really me, but everyone's gonna be like, no, you look different 15 years ago and you were replaced by a doppelganger. That's one of the funniest... That's one of the funniest, um, like gags that I've heard on the internet. That's probably one of the only ones, right? That's one of the only running jokes on the internet. There's only like one or two of those running jokes on the internet. The internet is nothing but a running joke. Um, it is ju- it's like it is a running running platform for many many different jokes. Like it act- is actively fueling very many different jokes and memes. But the, uh, the Mandela effect is like, um, people need to fucking chill out. Stop, stop freaking out about the Mandela effect. I don't really know that that does anything for anyone. Also, what do pe- what are people trying to get out of that? What do people need? Like, this is probably one of the most superficial conspiracy theories I've ever heard. The people that get on board with it are getting excited about the idea that we lost a timeline where Berenstain Bears was spelled one letter different. I really don't see what the problem with that is. Like, the Mandela Effect speaks to, so the Mandela Effect, in case you didn't know, is like, currently in the world that we live in right now. We're not gonna listen to this song. We're gonna listen to Lonely Together by Avicii. This is a great song. This is an amazing pop song. Um, so, uh, the bi- so Mandela Effect, in case you didn't know, is people are like, yo, Berenstain Bears, like, uh, Berenstain Bears, with the way that it's spelled now, is spelled Berenstain, as we live in the world now, as T-A-I-N. But there's this whole group of people that are convinced that it was spelled Berenstein back in the day, but then, like, the Mandela Effect happened, or, like, some different timeline was introduced, some glitch in the universe, that caused everybody to now, now it's spelled Berenstain on all of the books, whereas the this group of people thinks that it used to be spelled Berenstein everywhere. Uh, so basically, they're giving themselves a hernia over, the, over a diff, one different letter. Like, if it was spelled Berenstein, would we be... What, what would happen? Would we all be worshipping Klaus Schwab or something? 
If it was spelled Berenstein, I don't really know what the what the deal is. Like people need to chill out. It doesn't matter. The only thing that results is that you have two. Now you have this other group of people presenting an alternative memory, but they just have an alternative perception of history or a, of reality itself. So there's this other group of people that are like uh, making this collective memory current that probably didn't even happen. It's it's a bunch of people that are that saw Stein spelled that way every everywhere. They're like normally it's spelled Stein. And so they think that Berenstain should must have had to have been that in the past. You have no proof for that. And um there and there's a lot of the examples of Mandela effects that I I would say are just bullshit, but what results is now you have two different relative truths, two different groups of people in, in the world perceiving, looking at the same thing and perceiving it differently, having two different collective perceptions or two different collective memories, but this is just what happens everywhere in the world. And it's like, it's not the worst thing in the world, the Mandela Effect, it's, it brings awareness to different timelines, but that, that is, um, that is you bringing different timelines into the picture. Really, the glitch in the universe that happens is brought on directly by the group of people who think Berenstain was spelled Berenstein. It was never that, but now you have a different, literally a different timeline has been introduced. The same way with like the original Mandela effect is that there are all these people that thought um, Mandela died in prison and so they have this, there's this big collective memory across lots of people that that happened, but it never happened. But what happens is now you have an alternate timeline where that did happen, where people are believing that. And so there are very many different al alternate timelines that exist this way by people just believing things differently from each other. Really, religion is automatically bringing tons of different timelines into the picture, since lots of people look at the same world and then perceive it completely differently or along the lines of a completely different code of conduct or a completely different religion. That people, everybody in the world is living in the same world, but then they, they, uh, they cause their beliefs and perceptions to go, they gear them towards a specific religion, specific pathway, and that everybody's pathways are different. All of those pathways are different timelines. Different timelines are already happening. It's not like you have to say that it's, it's not like you have to rely on that there's this mystical, magical glitch in the universe that caused that. That kind of thing is happening all over the world. Everybody is remembering shit different from each other. Even one, even a group of friends and a memory they have, they will have different accounts of it over time. Like, there's nothing but different ways that people are writing history currently. Um, but it's like, virtual reality is this thing where like we're the introduction of very many different virtual games virtual worlds that you can participate in um if that becomes big enough and there already are a number of these virtual worlds that present their own currency and um like this currency ultimately rivals all other currencies in the world um but right now of all currencies in the world, where currency is literally anything, because you can exchange game cubes for money, you can use anything as currency, and every one of them is a currency. So, like, any one thing you buy is part of, like, you're infringing on participating in, like, a full-blown national currency just by buying an object, because every one object is, like, 
like Xbox as a currency is something you can exchange in. Or like, let's say Jordans, because people buy and sell those a lot, and it's easier to see that that is like something that's actively being sold a lot, and looks like it's being like Jordans are being exchanged, and at such a fast rate, they appear like a national currency. But that's like Jordans are close to being a national currency, basically, uh, because they get exchanged the most. But it's really just. The ones that result in paper money are are all of the ones that get exchanged the most. Those are the most exchanged things in the world. So it's like, if you end up being something that is exchanged a lot, the tendency in this world that we live in is to like, we're going to start converting that into paper because that's more manageable and that is the standard for, like, for the thing that is exchanged the most. But I'm saying how paper money is a product the same way that products are. The US dollar, for example, is a product. And it's a different product than the euro. The euro is like the product, the, the choice that those collection of European countries made. Um, I will skip this song because it's too polarizing. Holding on to you by 21 Pilots, that's what I skipped. Really Like You by Carly Rae Jepsen. I'll skip that so that you'll think I'm less gay, but it's probably too late anyway. And, um... Cold Water by Justin Bieber. Can't go wrong. Um... But, I'm, I'm saying how... Like... The US dollar is a product. Like... You know that it is because they named it that and for like branding purposes or like the United States is like, well, we have a currency too. What is our currency, the the reflection of ourselves as being current all the time, the thing that all of our country exchanges in? What is our version of currency? They decide to call it the dollar. And as a result of that, they produced it. Like just by uh, specifying the title, they, they produce a product, but it's like US dollars are uh they win in terms of currency over all of the over like objects that you buy like guitars or microphones and um i am too dumb to use examples outside of shit that's in right in front of my face inside my apartment but um like if you buy microphones the u.s dollar is microphones are a currency the u.s dollar is a currency u.s dollar is a product microphones are a product it's just that the U.S. dollar is more competitive, or is more is a winning currency. And for some reason, at the point that you're the winningest of currencies, you are paper. You're like your paper money. Your your product, the product that it is, is paper. Um, I'm just I'm just further trying to explain how literally everything is a currency, but we put the onus on dollars just because of perception. But um, if, like, we graduate to a more virtual world or there's more video games to play, each one of them having their own currency, like, currency that exists in a video game is currency that rivals currency of national governments. It just isn't as current because it is not exchanged as much and there aren't as many records of its exchange. But it's like the record and, uh, like, the record is 
is a word that reflects how the transaction needs to be recorded or it is of note or it, it surfaces and becomes visible. The more records that you produce is the more visible, more prolific, uh, more more visible, if I didn't say that already, more, more everywhere, popular, visible, whatever. The more exchanges that happen, the more visible that you're going to be because the more records there are and only when something's recorded is it visible in comparison to things that aren't recorded because there's so many things that aren't recorded but the thing is that every transaction is recorded this is one of the like fundamentally most important things about a transaction is that like it's always recorded but you see how the recorded things are the things that always make money um and the more recorded that it is, is the more that it is, it's like the US dollar in terms of exchange, where the US dollar gets exchanged the most, and then as a result of that, the rest of the world perceives it to be the strongest, but it, it's like, um, um, if you get to a virtual world, If you do virtual world, um, hell no, can I get a hell no? This is a hard song to sing, I've been trying to sing it. I've been trying to find a place to jump in. I guess it's too slow. And I don't know all the words. Can't stop. Stop. Yeah. Too forced. Sorry for this forced singing that I treated you to today. Uh, 53 minutes into this. But, um, recorded things. I'm talking about how, like, we enter a more virtual worlds, video games. It presents too many different standards for currency. The more worlds that are introduced to us and more are being introduced to us all the time, it just makes currency less standard when there are too many competing ones. But it's like, we still live in this world where national currencies kind of have a oligarchy over currencies themselves. And it is like that because they have a ton of power where in a world that has produced like thousands and thousands of different currencies different if you consider like currencies that are used as exchange in, on video games but like that's where bitcoin and ethereum become more and more valuable is with m the emergence more and more of video games or standardlessness in terms of currency that's when you need on a global scale something that is a standard but like as it stands now national scale of a standard works just fine and it's, diffi it's difficult to see how that would change, but it's basically all just a matter of perception. And so I don't know how it would change, but the thing is that because dollars are just based on perception the same way that time is, um, where it's like the perception of strength of US dollar causes people to keep exchanging it a lot. Um, It would just take for Bitcoin to be the most exchanged currency. That That is what would put it on top. That's what would cause it to pass the US dollar or all national currencies. Um, that's what's important for a currency is what I'm saying, is if it's the most exchanged. So it's like, 
if Bitcoin becomes the most exchanged, then it wins. That's all it needs to do. It's like becoming the most recorded. And so you see then, once it's put into those terms, the importance of recorded, uh, the importance of records with currencies and transactions. Um, once you see that that is important, then you see that uh, cryptocurrency has a lot of value, or at least has some, because one of its primary functions is its ledger, which records every transaction all in one blockchain. The, like it, uh, that's why a blockchain is important. But pretty much, um, sort of this uh, haphazard all over the place episode. So I will be closing out this podcast, but I, ideally I would end the podcast by doing the last of them live. And I am thinking of ways in which that would work rather than like, it wouldn't just be me talking to an audience. I would have, I would get a friend to help me host it, but and play out a way that I wanted. So if you would please continue to believe in me, um, every moment of your life, uh, believe in what I'm doing and that I'll bring new things to the table or do some whack shit. And, uh, because, because it's important to continue to do whack shit. Like, uh, my life this past year has been a little bit miserable because it, I keep ending up with the same problems because everything is really repetitive and I keep uh, mentioning my same problems to myself. Like, I know the problems and I keep telling people like things like, I want to change my job and I want to get rid of this dog, but it's it, none of the things that I keep telling people have happened over this past year. And like, the thing about problems is that... Um, the thing about problems is that you're everything that I see. I want your high love and emotion endlessly over you. You left your mark on me. I want your high love and emotion endlessly. You're a good girl and you know it. Different around me. Um, the thing about problems is that they really suck when you have the same ones over and over again. The thing about problems is that you want to have new ones. That's when problems are mitigated. Everybody's always going to have problems. What you would do well to um, engage with the world of problems is to make sure that you don't keep having the same one because that's when a problem really sucks, really becomes a problem, is when it's the same thing over and over again. Repetitive, and really, currency is repetitive as a topic. Um, it's, it's boring like that. Currency, as I've been thinking about it, is like a word for government, it's kind of a word like, like government or like policy, um, where it's kind of boring like that, where it's like, if you were interested in government, I don't know how you could do that. Like people, I'm really interested in government, then you're probably like a boring person. I'm really interested in policy, that's boring. Currency is like that. It goes along with like, a government is standard or vital for a nation policy is vital for a nation currency is vital for a nation it's just that currency is more like the cytoplasm within a cell the cell wall is more like government or, or policy policy is just any dictation of rule 
bearing that happens within the cell. Or in other words, anything that's defined. If there's something that's defined, it is dependent on rules that define a territory. So like anything that you're able to diagram in a cell is a result of policy. Anything that becomes defined is a result of policy happens within the cell. But um, currency is more like the con consistency of it. It's what co constitutes it. But like I, the main thing I wanted to say is about how if you're the currency of Chile, Chile, so you're like a low, low national currency, then you, sorry, I paused the thing for a second. Summertime sadness. Um, if you're like the currency of Chile, then you're, you're almost competitive with something like Jordan's, where that's exchanged like a currency because Jordan's are not as liquid as the U.S. dollar. Um... Jordans are not as liquid as the U.S. dollar. The Chilean, whatever it is, Chile currency currency is not as liquid as the U.S. dollar is. So it's like more, it's more stagnant. It doesn't move around as much. It doesn't get as many records of transaction. It's the same with Jordans. And it, but it's just like, um, I'm I'm trying to explain to you the the hierarchy of all currencies. And it's kind of like you start to infringe on currencies that are just objects that it get exchanged a lot when you talk about national currencies in the world that don't get exchanged a lot that aren't as liquid but are more stagnant or more like an image more stuck in the same place and um they're they're more like an image but i'm saying that to explain that the hierarchy of currency is one of exchange the more exchange that an item gets or that a kind of dollar a kind of paper money gets is the more is the better it is as a as a currency or really is the more current that it is but i'm just i'm i'm trying to explain to you the rules of the game of currentness and for some reason the products in the world that are the most current are all like paper but um so there's a hierarchy of of currentness it is it goes it's the same it correlates directly with liquidity the more that something is in motion um is the more current that is going to be and um this is the currency podcast you could catch the first half hour of me playing fall guys poorly um and while explaining the podcast poorly if you want but um i'll be back again i'll be back again soon <laughs> Did you know that? Um, I'll try to be more low-key of, try to not put so much pressure on people listening or, or whatever, but um, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you all later. Bye.